0: Welcome to the Dreamcatcher Podcast, a place where your dreams can find a voice. I'm your host, Celine Chenoy. Thank you to all of you who return every week to tune in to become a better version of yourself. Make sure you hit subscribe if you haven't already and rate our show if you enjoyed this episode. So today we have another exciting interview where I'll be speaking with clinical psychologist spiritual and psychological educator, writer, and intuitive life path counselor, Bobby Klein. Bobby teaches others how to access their own intuition and make room for the soul in everyday life. The wisdom he imparts in his workshops and sessions have been healing and life-changing for tens of thousands of clients for over 40 years. Bobby is also the modern-day interpreter and translator of the I Ching, an ancient Chinese oracle charting the universal flow of energy. In this conversation, Bobby shares his wisdom and knowledge through his 80 plus years of life. We dig deep into the ways we can gain more awareness about ourselves and develop our identity and purpose. Bobby pulls from his wealth of knowledge in the Healing Hearts to recommend rituals for anxiety, fear, and uncertainty. If you want to learn more about how to connect deeper with your inner self, and some healing practices to raise your vibration, you definitely don't want to miss this. And please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and share if you enjoyed what you heard. Bobby, how are you today?
1: I am very well, Celine. very well. Like, yeah. I said, like I said before we recorded, I love my work and I live in paradise.
0: Oh, you sure do. You live in Tulum, right? Tulum, Mexico.
1: I do. On I'm, I'm the Caribbean.
0: On the Caribbean. Wow. It must be so beautiful out there.
1: It's amazing. It's right. amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> I've been here 10 years.
0: 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's quite a long time. Yeah. Well, it's such an honor to have you on the show and to have this opportunity to speak with you about some pretty pertinent topics for the times we're living in. I know that you have a wealth of knowledge and wisdom um, to share with us. So thank you so much for making the time to be here.
1: I'm happy to be here and um, I'm happy to share what I know. You know, you get to you come into being an elder, and it's time to share the information.
0: Yes, yes. And you had a long and eventful career, and that started out in the 1960s when you were a pop icon photographer, and you worked with legends like The Doors and Janice Joplin. Today, you're a spiritual leader and a counselor for so many people. Yes. So I'm curious to know, what have been the most significant milestones in this long journey that you've had, and how has that sh- shaped your personal philosophy?
1: Well, uh, you know, I, I, I think every day is a milestone, so then, okay, you know, there's not just one. I mean, I, I think people have asked me, you know, they say that hey, you've done a lot of things in your life, <clears throat> and how did you do it? And I tell them it's a short attention span, so I. <laughs> i move into that. But I think that, you know, having my children um, was, uh, I would say, a big milestone. They asked me what I liked best. I loved having my kids. Um, And I've just been blessed through my life with uh, good teachers finding me or me finding good teachers uh, on my my road. I call it the road less traveled. And um, it was all, you know, it's just... It seems like there's, there's, to me, there's no difference in what occupied me. It all follows, it's like a tapestry with one thread. And my life has followed one thread all the way through, you know, from being a photographer, a restaurant owner, a teacher. I've had lots of careers.
0: Right, yeah. And what, has there been any common thread?
1: Everything's had a common thread. If you're a photographer, you're a psychologist. You know I'm a psychologist now. I went back and got my degrees and uh I was one of the first licensed acupuncturists in America i got helped to get it legalized in the seventies.
0: yes, I read that yeah and,
1: yeah and um but all of it has been and i had a i had a restaurant worked in restaurants I was a cook in the army uh I really have had army. My, yeah. Now, by yeah, which I, was in, I, was in, I was in which, which army, the, the U.S. Army.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. My question was, where were you stationed?
1: <laughs> I was stationed at Fort Ord, California. OK. Yeah. And uh, I was a cook then. I was very young. I enlisted young and ended up as a cook. And and that, uh, you know, that carried through. But what I was going to say is uh, my whole life without a plan has been about service. Yes. You know, whether it's in restaurants or cooking or being a, uh, a psychologist, an acupuncturist, a counselor, a teacher. you know, It's all been uh, about service, and, uh, and, and I teach that uh, in my classes. I do a lot of classes, and yes. I see a lot of clients, but it's, I really believe that a life without service is no life at all.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I don't think a lot of people know that they can, that they're doing service, like, in jobs like a cook. Like, who would think that they're actually doing something, um, you know, that would serve a higher purpose? Like, people don't see that connection.
1: Yeah, it's, you know, it's, look, uh, I tell the bottom line of my practice is love. And uh, everything is done with love. Mm -hmm. And, And if you're a cook or a waiter or a, Doctor or whatever it is, love. You know, like like John Lennon said, love is the answer.
0: Yeah, Absolutely, absolutely,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. He well, that's that's a beautiful journey that you've had, Bobby. Uh, Thanks for sharing. So, based on what you've all that you've learned, what do you think? What do you think it takes to really build a deeper sense of self-awareness of who we are? And how can we stay connected to our core?
1: I believe that enlightenment, which is, you know, what I, I think as seekers, that we're all looking for something.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: as seekers, um, if thinking about enlightenment, it's a job, and it's a job, uh, of remembering who you are. Mm-hmm. And I think that is the... Uh, that, that's the that's the main thrust is to remember who you are and once you get to that point everything falls into place mm-hmm. you know when we start to operate outside of our own integrity um, then things fall apart and uh, so if you stay in your integrity and uh, your belief system mm-hmm. uh, whatever it is you know if you follow if you follow a, a philosophy or if you just uh uh, the buddhists say that we live a correct life you know we have correct thinking correct speaking correct eating correct exercise correct meditation and uh constantly you know nobody is perfect so through your life as you find things that need to be corrected and then you move toward those corrections and it's not hard but it takes being awake paying attention
0: yeah i think that's the challenge that most people have about it's about staying conscious along the way and really knowing when they've, they've gone out of line, out of alignment with, with their principles.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it takes, it takes belief in yourself and you know th- that we all want love and abundance in our life, but there, are, you, you really cannot be loved unless you love yourself first. Yeah. And I think and I think that's the work is to love ourselves and, and to let go of judgment, you know, to stop that critical voice of the ego that tells you you're not good enough, that you're not doing it right, you're not doing enough. And we gotta we gotta deal with that voice and keep it quiet because anything negative that one hears about themselves is a lie, it's not true. Um so once we get to realize that, we have freedom. And freedom is what it's about. Yeah.
0: And I think that's an ongoing thing you need to do, right? Because there's so many, I mean, so many people along the way, and so many circumstances that really challenge your beliefs about yourself.
1: Indeed, indeed, yeah. I, and uh, but those are the obstacles, you know. That what we do is we learn we learn how to deal with our obstacles, and uh, when we deal with an obstacle for wherever we're headed we might find that it takes us in a totally different direction. And um, that direction changes. And that's, you know, that's why we do, I call it why we do the work, capital W, and that it's all being about the work.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, And what do you think are some of the biggest obstacles that people face when it comes to connecting with
1: that authentic part of them and their purpose. Fear. Doubt. You know, it's, it's you know, we find out that, you know, I believe our, our, our emotions stack up. You know, on the top is depression. And we all get depressed. And if we find ourselves in a state of depression, mm-hmm. we have to look at it and see. And right below that is anger. We see what we're angry about. And once we deconstruct our anger, we find that it's fear. And once we deconstruct our fear, then we move into the place of allowing ourselves sadness. That sadness leads to grief for loss, or whatever is it, whatever is in our in our area that we would ritualize our grief, and then you're released into uh, joy. I call it the the I don't call it that, but in Taoism uh, we talk about the joyous dancing spirit, which is always with us. But we have to go through the stages, and. Uh, It comes up, you know, and I believe now the world is grieving for all the deaths from COVID and we might not, we might not realize it, but we're feeling it and everybody feels it and the people who are most sensitive, sensitive, right? Yeah. And the people who are most sensitive are feeling it a lot. Yeah. And, and so it's important that we have ritual in our life and ceremony in our life and we uh, are, we, we benefit greatly from moving into uh, ceremony in our life and, and ritual, you know, I live in the Yucatan, which is uh, Mayan territory.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. I've been there. It's, it's, yeah. it's, beautiful. Yeah.
1: And the, um, uh, the Mayan life is, a, is around ritual you yeah. know, and beautiful life. And and it doesn't mean you're, you know, you go all holy and chant and all that, but, yeah. you, really, but you pay attention, you know, that you pray and listen and, Mostly that you listen. One of the big things in in, uh, the world, in uh, relationships, friendships, business, people don't know how to listen. They don't know how to listen. And uh, it takes practice. I was blessed and honored to be invited to live uh, on the Hopi Reservation. When I got there, the first lesson was just to shut up and listen. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and listen, and listen to the listen to the, the words of the trees, and of the sand, and of the rocks, and of the waters. And those are where the answers are. And here, you know, we listen to the sound of the wind, we listen to the sound of the sea. And in that, it, it feeds us. You see, we, we work off frequencies, frequencies, we see frequencies that we feel. And the need for the body, mind and the spirit is that we um, pay attention to keep our transmitter and receiver in good shape. And the transmitter receiver is the uh, etheric field around the body. Some people call it the aura. And then we take good care of that with proper eating, with proper meditation, proper exercise. And then our receiver will receive more. Uh, what I learned as an acupuncturist, I was very lucky. I had a one-on-one relationship with a master teacher and uh, he taught me like he learned in a monastery and what he learned he had to learn a song in chinese that was the name of the 365 main acupuncture points and i had to learn to sing it as a student and i learned and i learned to sing it
0: yeah
1: i did not have a clue what i was singing (laughs) yeah But, but now that i you know then i began to translate chinese And it turns out, you know, that, you know, if we think about it, like for me to move my arm up, like, you know, like that, for me to move my arm, it took electricity. Where does it come from? We're not plugged in. We don't have a battery pack. Where does it come from? So in translating the names of the acupuncture points, I realized the names of the acupuncture points are the old Chinese names of the planets and stars. And that's where we receive our energy. Any astrologer will tell you that, that, you know, the planets affect you. And that's how they do. They're broadcasting constantly what we can call, rightly, cosmic energy. And that's what keeps our body working. So our responsibility is to keep our transmitter in good shape, you know, to, like I say, exercise, to, you know, do what it is that brings you to the place of centeredness. And that's your responsibility.
0: Okay. So that includes both physical, emotional, and mental aspects
1: of us. The whole deck.
0: The whole deck. Okay. And I have a specific question about emotions. You briefly mentioned about the pandemic and how people are experiencing. They're coming to terms with all these deeper emotions of fear and grief, um, very survival-related instinctual feelings. Do you have any advice for people who are really feeling this acutely?
1: I think it's important to know that we're not alone. And that, you know, uh, reaching out like we are on Zoom is very unsatisfying. But it's about all we got right now. And uh, the people that we can be close to About bringing those people closer. And to talk about what you're feeling. You know, not to hold it in. And uh, once you start talking about what you're feeling, you're going to find out that you're not alone. That's what, you know, we're all going through our different levels of, uh, of feelings of trying to deal with uh, uh, um, an intense isolation, which is not, you know, the humans are not built for isolation. Humans are built for community. And... Uh, I, I really believe that after this all clears up, we are going to find ourselves moving more and more towards living in communities and where we share and, and we're there because people are realizing how important their neighbors are, their friends are, their families.
0: Yeah, I've heard a lot of spiritual leaders say that this is actually a reset for humanity, essentially.
1: Well, it's way, we've never faced anything it was worldwide. And, you know, if we ever had a question, of, are we all one? This is the answer. We are, you know. And, um you know, people say that this state has it, this country has it. That's madness. The world has it. And there are no, you know, a virus doesn't know about, you know, boundaries between uh, Los Angeles and Orange County. Yeah. You know, it doesn't know about that. So. If we realize that, you know, we're going through it, the people in Egypt are going through the people in Iran, the people in China, everybody is going through it right now. The governments are trying to use it, certainly, like they do everything to try to gain control in one way or another. Uh, But we come to the place where we can call it a reset, but we're coming to a tremendous reset. I don't know when this is going to air, but December 21st is a huge one.
0: Oh yeah, the Jupiter does a conjunction, does an astrological, yeah. and
1: that, li- that lineup has not happened in eight hundred years. Yes, and certainly. when last time it happened, it was a it was a reset for the planet, and so you know, I, I if if I would recommend to your listeners, take take the twenty first at some point in the day, and be, do ritual open up and see what's coming towards you. Listen, do what you think makes you uh, happy. What you can go to the place of uh, looking at your fears and looking at how you doubt yourself and moving beyond that because it's a window of opportunity. In our life, we have cycles in our life. Like right now, the, the world is ending a cycle. When this cycle ends, a new cycle will begin. And between cycles is a window of opportunity to put things in our life together. And um, it's like astrologically, you know, we come to this thing called Saturn return where we, where we move into that. But in that period, it's a time of of reset, of setting ourselves for what it is that we want. So it's a time to study, to know, and to know what we want, you know, not to just go, you know, I'm going to, just see what happens and let it go. And a lot of times, that's is what we do, and it's and it's uh, proper. Uh, but the benefit now in these times is to see, okay, how is it that you can be a better person, and what will I do, and to clear up all the lies that you've been telling, the lies you've been telling others, the lies you've been telling yourself, and uh, that, that that move beyond it, you know. Rewriting some old contracts, whether it's in relationship or parents or business, or how you are in the world, just looking and making making things whole. We all know what right and wrong is, um, but can we act on it? And uh, you know, we look back and say, "Man, when did that happen that I became someone who was not did not have integrity that did not uh, who, who did live in fear." And uh, I want to be a better person, so I'm going to look for and feel the things that can allow me to be a better person.
0: Right. So, really, using this time for deep reflection and self inquiry to really get to those to those deeper layers of who we are and what our intentions
1: are. Yes. Yes. Exactly right. It's an exciting time. It is, yes. And and we've never been here before. Yeah. Yeah. Never been here. So and it's time to listen to the elders. <laughs> yeah. You <know>? Like you. <laughs> well, like yes, like me. I'm mean, gonna have a you know, I I feel a lot of miles on my moccasins. Oh you have, have, absolutely, yes. And, I, and I've learned a lot. And, and, and you
0: and you've had a conscious journey. It's not just about age, it's about were you awake during those times and did you learn the lessons and actually transmute that into wisdom not everyone does that
1: well yes and no did i you know do we learn lessons constantly and did i learn my lesson and and not behave in ways that were not uh beneficial of course i did okay Um, and i did but i believe that now the the time it is time to listen to the elders too and i'm not just saying that because of my age i'm saying it because there is great wisdom the indigenous elders uh there's not a lot of uh, people as white as I am, as you can see, <laughs> uh, uh, t- teaching from the elders' point of view. And w- w- I think we need to seek out the, uh, the elders, seek out the teachers. And it can even be someone who's not in the body anymore. We can look to their teachings and look deep into it and see how it guides us. And to uh, see if we can have mentors, and to mentor us. And, and it doesn't have to be even someone you know. We can see how how somebody's life is, and we can say, "All right, I, I would like to live the kind of life that that person lived in their life," mm-hmm. and uh, we adjust to that. And because um, the answer is always out there,
0: right? Right, I agree, and I think also finding someone who you can really be vulnerable with, who you can feel safe being vulnerable with, I think that's something someone should have, someone to really you can really talk to about your struggles and things like that.
1: Yeah, partnership. Yes. You know, and, um, you know, I I work with couples a lot, and I teach about relationships. In a relationship, the reason for rejection or choice is, can I trust this person to stand at the gates of my solitude and protect my solitude? And will they think enough of me to assign me to stand at the gates of their solitude? And that means that we have someone there to protect us, uh, to look after us, and to allow us to be just who we are. And we don't try to change anybody. And people, you know, don't try to change us. Mm -hmm. Because the moment that starts to happen in a friendship, relationship, business, it causes chaos, and we, yep. have enough, we have enough chaos all around us right now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So kind of just go, go with the flow and accept that person for who they are.
1: Yeah, I, I, and if you don't, um, it's not that you're going to die or kill somebody. It's just not beneficial. You're wasting your time. Wasting your time. And look, I, I, I realize, you know, being there 80 years old, I realize that life is a blink of an eye. It's just so short. And, uh, and time, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with the string theory in physics.
0: Uh, I, I am, but it, it I t- mean, it just it to about talk about it for people who are listening.
1: Time is compressed right now. Yeah. And people people say, God, time is moving. It seems like it's moving quickly. And the truth is, it is. Even though the time on the Gregorian calendar and the time on clocks remains that we've done, but there's so much that happens in a short amount of time, you know. That and it goes and it goes fast, man. It goes fast. So it, we need to pay attention, and we need to play, and we need to be in ritual, and we need to dance, and we need to celebrate. We need to take care of ourselves.
0: It's interesting that you mentioned time and how it goes by so quickly. Um, My experience of time has been been kind of strange. Like there are times when I feel like things are going really slow and there are times when I feel like it goes by really fast. So in a sense, you it does depend on your perception of time or like what do you make of that?
1: Well, you know, that feeling when people talk about that, in just a, from some kind of a trauma or accident that they see their whole life go in front of them, or it just seems like it's, yeah. and we have the ability to do that. Um, and I, and I, but I do believe that time is compressed right now. And uh, it's exhausting sometimes, you know, we get, you know, we get tired of thinking, you know, so we have to come and, and, and come back to what we, I guess we'd call it our, our spiritual self, our spiritual center, and open up to that in our life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. One thing I wanted to touch on is the I Ching. You're, uh, you practice the I Ching um, and you've studied it for many years. Could you tell us a little bit about that that practice and how it could be helpful for somebody
1: the um, I Ching is from when the they're is
0: looking from, for guidance and things like that?
1: Sorry? The, the I Ching comes from uh, the Taoist time. Uh, times of Confucius and Taoism, like acupuncture does, and um, the I Ching is an oracle where uh, people have gone to for maybe five thousand years. It's the the longest in print book in the world. And it's been published longer than the Bible or the Quran, oh, yeah. uh, and it and it has uh, it, and it contains. A great amount of wisdom that has, you know, been been collected. So in the I Ching, we go to look to the I Ching for answers. And however we work with it, the I Ching is an oracle. has sixty four sections, and we, you know, we ask a question, and then we um, divine. We, we go into divinatory practice, and that means that in with the I Ching, we cast coins or Uh, yarrow sticks, and that leads us to one section. And in that section will be the answer. And it's pretty mind-blowing the way it's so accurate. You know, it tells us that there is no uh, um, no accidents, you know, that we're all really connected. Uh, Do you receive the I Ching that I send out every Sunday?
0: No, I don't, but I will definitely sign up for it. <laughs>
1: sign up for it. It's, yeah. it, it's, it's on my website, babbittline.com, and you can yeah. subscribe to it. It's free, it's been free for 10 years. And um, I've been sending it out every Sunday. And it's uh, the old wisdom. Now, it is my interpretation and it's my translation, but I stick pretty close to the, the original texts. Mm-hmm. I work from a 1,500-year-old text in Chinese that, that brings it through. And it's a wonderful way to it – it's not about looking into your future, but it's looking into now. What do I need now? <clears throat> and that's what the I Ching is. And that's led me to – I'm going to publish a book in February called The New Earth I Ching, which is going to be a way for people to access that daily or keep it a small book, keep it in your pocket. Got a question? Go to it for answers. And we need things like that in our life. You know, maybe it's a tarot, maybe it's crystals, maybe maybe it's a pendulum, whatever it is, whatever platform we use. But I found that the I Ching is a wonderful platform to bring in knowledge, to open the doorway for uh, remembering who we are. Coming back to our, our, our basics, our primal self, right, when we come into that place, and that's that's the value of the I Ching, Uh, you know, and I call it the new earth I Ching because I, I, I not only believe I see it, we're moving into a new earth, a new way of being new tribes, new ideas, new ways of living. So, you know, so we're seeing it and I, and I, I feel, and I see that we're moving into a new golden age and, you know, perhaps the, The virus crisis has kind of wiped everything clean, so we have a chance to come in to have a new earth, a place where people can live together in harmony. You know, when I came to to Tulum 10 years ago, I I, I became attracted to staying here because it was like the 60s were in Morro Canyon. Okay. It, was, it was peace, love, and brown rice, you know. But there was a—it it was this opening that was there for us to be able to re- relate to one another. And I believe we're coming into that time of sharing, of opening doorways. And I find that now in Tulum, you know, I give a—I give a, a a lecture and meditation every Tuesday at a beautiful place called Le Call on the beach, and we be get between forty and sixty people every week. And uh, it's to uh, allow us to be open and be free and find ways to make ourselves better people, to learn compassion in our lives.
0: Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned that people are, I think people are more hungry for connection now that because of this whole social distancing um, protocol that we have to follow, I feel like people are making more eye contact and I can just sense that there is this longing for closeness and that they're not going to take it for granted anymore. Do you feel the same way?
1: You know, it was in the 60s. You'd, you'd walk down the <coughs> the street in certain areas and you'd give the peace sign to somebody and they give it back to you, you know, and connect you connect. It didn't mean you stopped and did anything, but you just did that. You had that connection. And what you say is so important, Celine, that we look in each other's eyes and we acknowledge this other child of God, if you will, this other being, this sentient being that we are, that we're all connected, and places that we give love to, you know, that's a loving act, and just not as somebody. I mean, you know, we often see, you know, we're walking down the street, a guy sees a girl, he he just wants to say hello, and he looks at her, and she looks away, right, out of fear. But I think that that's changing.
0: Yeah, I definitely sense that. I, I feel like that there is – people are craving more connection, and that's why there's more eye contact. There's more acknowledging of each other's presence, and I think that's a good thing.
1: Yeah, and I, I think this concept has been around lately, this idea of hooking up. I think that's dangerous. Um, you <laughs> yeah, know. but that
0: has been, that's been around since a long time. I mean, it, it was – at its peak in the
1: seventies, wasn't it? Well, it, but it was. It wasn't about. It wasn't about "quote unquote" hooking up. It was um, there, there. There was a sensibility to it, and uh, you know, you didn't just sleep with somebody and run out the door. Or whatever it was, there was connection, and whether you slept with them or not, wasn't the point. Yes. But it was that we 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 came across people in community. You know, I was talking. Uh, a couple of years ago, to my ex wife, we lived in Laurel Canyon. We feel that during the 60s and early, late 60s, early 70s, we maybe fed 1,500 people, maybe, maybe more, as people was just coming through, travelers who would come through. And we always had food going and feeding people and trading. And it was a culture where we traded and, and it was safe. It was safe. And I remember I was sh- shooting at a what we called then, we called it a human being. San Francisco, they call it the Levins. And um, I had a lot of very, you know, I had all my camera equipment, which was, you know, very high end. And I <clears throat> I wanted to get up on top of this truck to shoot uh, s- some pictures from a height. And I left all my cameras and everything down by a tree uh, for a few hours. And I got back and they were there. You couldn't do that today. You know. No, definitely but, not in LA. <laughs> definitely not in LA. Yeah, this was in uh, uh, Griffith Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I and anyway, the new the new earth. I believe we're coming back to that time, and uh, there's a responsibility. You know, I I feel those of us that survived the '60s and a lot of us didn't. It's our responsibility to teach it, and that's what I feel I do. Not historically. But in the way that things were, you know, which was connection, uh, teaching children about peace rather than violence, you know, the expression "make love, not war," that yeah, was there. Yeah, and and make love. It did not mean that you were gonna, you know, sleep with somebody. Yeah, you're, you're gonna be with them. You know, you're gonna be around in in a loving way. You may end up having intercourse. It wasn't. A, a block, but, mm-hmm. you know, but to be open during those times. So it was a great openness. And uh, I see it somewhat here in, in uh, this little town in Mexico, yeah. uh, people sharing and bringing their healing arts and their techniques to bear.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think making it more mainstream is what, what we should be aiming for because right now, I mean, that kind of talk would be put into the hippie, uh tree hugging category
1: you know <laughs> so yeah you're absolutely right it is more mainstream it's yeah, because as yeah. like you said earlier <clears throat> in our conversation because people are really looking right now yeah. you know yeah. they're looking for the grail where is the grail
0: right right um bobby one, it was something you mentioned about um you know having this healing practice and having making ritual really the center point in our life do you recommend any practices soul care practices that people can do on on a regular basis
1: no i because there's so much out there it's what you see comes to you and yeah. you try you try it out you know and see what's see what's in your field i mean i can say i do and i taught tai chi i think mean, tai chi is a great way to be you know i i teach certain kinds of astral travel and meditation i think that's a great way to be but we but we all have so much that's right in front of us and if we're quiet enough we'll see what's there so you know people ask me what book to read or what to do and i i can't give them that what i can say is you know if you see a book that interests you Maybe there's a sentence or a paragraph or a chapter that really means something to you, because we're constantly on the path to learning, and that's what this life path is about.
0: Yeah, I love that. So beautiful, Bobby. So follow your curiosity and follow what really calls to you
1: is what you're right, saying. right? Yeah, and to listen, you know, uh, and that, I, like I say, that's a problem that people just don't listen. You know, I. Like I work with couples, and I, you know, they and they, they don't know how to listen to each other. You know, they they've got They hear trying. each
0: other, but they don't listen. Right? There's a difference. Yeah,
1: but they, but it's also that they that people, you know, I I, I make the example of uh, little Johnny goes to school. He comes home and says, "Mommy, mommy, Stephen took my lunch, pushed me down the stairs, and hurt my arm." And mommy says, well, we're going to go to school. We're going to take care of that. I talked to the teacher and talked to her. That's not what Johnny wanted. What Johnny wanted was, oh, honey, come here. That must have been so hard. Let me hold you. Doesn't want mom to get into a shit about it, you know, not to push him away. And so next time Johnny has something happen, he doesn't go to mom. And down the line, mom says, you know, Johnny doesn't talk to me anymore. That's because mom tried to fix it or didn't hear him. So we don't give advice unless we're asked for advice. Mm-hmm. And if you give someone advice they didn't ask for, you're taking away their power. And in that, you leave yourself isolated. You know, that we, uh, if somebody comes to you and says, look, I have this problem. Could you help me? Man, we can jump in. But if somebody is in your life and, you know, say that a, a wife comes home and her husband is there to receive her, and she says, "God, honey, I had this hard time at work. This guy was so mean to me, and blah blah blah." And the husband says, "Well, who was that? I mean, that's not what she wants. She wants, oh, honey, that must be hard. Come here, let me give you, let me hold you." So I teach, uh, I teach this spiritual phrase to couples, which is, "Shut the fuck up and listen." <laughs>
0: And that works,
1: doesn't it? Is, you bet it does. You <laughs> yeah, we hear and we feel.
0: Okay, great. Thank you so much, Bobby. And I have to ask you, um, how have you managed to keep your mind so sharp and agile? Like, what is your secret? Because <laughs> we all want to be like that when we're...
1: I keep, le- I keep learning new things. Yes. You know, the, finding things that are new, and I learn and I teach. There's nothing to keep you on, on, you know, on point as much as teaching. And um, also, I, you know, I don't, I can't say that I take 100% good care of myself, you know, but I I do my best, you know, to eat right and to do my whatever it is that I do. And, you know, I, I keep, you know, toxins that a minimum, you know, I do love my mescal, but not very, you know, but not often to get you fucked up and, I, uh, down the line, there's been some psychedelics that were helpful in the past.
0: Really? Okay. I've never tried those. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: Well, <laughs> it's, um, I believe that I, I think they're overused now. We talk about people yeah. referring to them. I'm just scared. Well. I don't know. I don't, uh, yeah. So not, then, that's your, then that's your intuition saying not to go there. Yes. Yeah. Don't, don't judge yourself. It's if it, if it ever seems to be the right time for you or you find you with somebody who you can really trust, you know, but I see that people are going into this. They call it doing their medicine, which is just bullshit because it's the psychedelic. It's there to teach you and um, it can be there. I mean, I haven't done psychedelics in a very long time, but I know that uh, that's but that's just one of the things. And the, I do a lot of uh, healing with breath work and that is a psychedelic in itself. That opens us up. Have you ever experienced breath work, deep breath work?
0: I, I, I do some of it, but not not as much as I should. I have to be con- more conscious of my Because I'm one of those people, like, when I get stressed out, I tend to hold my breath. So I'm Ouch. trying to Ouch. be more aware of that.
1: You gotta, yeah, you gotta, yeah. When are you coming to Toulouse?
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, soon, definitely. Yeah. As soon as it's safe.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we have a pretty safe bubble here. Yeah. But, yeah but when it clears up, come by, let me see what I can, how I can help you.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. Okay. Bobby, it's been such a pleasure speaking with you and learning from you. Um, I thank you again for lighting the path for us and showing us a better and a higher way of living.
1: Yeah, you bet. It's it's uh, my honor and my pleasure and, um, just, uh, Keep on dancing. We have an expression here, a Mayan expression, which is a both greeting and a way of saying goodbye, which is in lakesh alakin. It means I am the other you. Oh. And so I'll end that with you, Celine, in lakesh alakin. Namaste, my sister.
0: Oh, namaste. Just, I just want to quickly mention for those who are interested in learning more about Bobby and his great offerings, you can visit bobbykline.com. Just wanted to get that in there.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. And right. watch for the book coming to Amazon in February.
0: Yes. Uh, it was a new earth.
1: The, the New Earth I Ching. I Ching, okay, great. Yeah, and if they go to my website, they can subscribe for free to the weekly I Ching.
0: The weekly I Ching, yeah. yeah
1: and I'm, um, I'm
0: definitely going to do that today.
1: So. Yeah, do that, do that and they, you'll get tuned into it. And I, I do an audio version as well as a printed version, so okay. be sure that you listen to it as well. Fantastic, okay. All right. All right, well, listen, thank you very much for reaching out. It was an thank honor and a real pleasure to meet you, Sister.
0: Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed what you just heard, please subscribe to my podcast and feel free to share it with your friends and family. Take care and speak soon.